Hi, everybody. It's Matt from Discover College Soccer. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I also wanted to let you know about the Discover College Soccer Study Table. This is our brand new online portal that is complete with a 14-part online course giving you all of the ins and outs of the college soccer recruiting process. There's also a wealth of resources such as checklists, templates, there's the spreadsheets that have every soccer program in the country along with their coaches, their contact information, their social media information, uh, some basic stats about the school and more. Plus there's an online community where you can ask your questions, share your wins, your losses, any questions that you may have around the college soccer recruiting process. It's all there at the Discover College Soccer study table that you can find at discovercollegesoccer.com slash study table and hopefully we will see you there. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Mark Netto from Lyon College in Arkansas. Welcome, Coach. Good morning. Morning. Thanks for being here. Uh, got a women's NAIA program there in Arkansas at Lyon. And, uh, you know, we're hot and heavy in the college showcase season and tournaments and whatnot. So uh, I'm sure your recruiting is a uh, full, full go. So, uh, where are you at right now? Kind of what's your calendar uh, when it comes to recruiting? Are, are you are you still closing out 23s? Are you only looking at 24s? What's that look like right now for you? Yeah, it's uh, it's that point in the year where I'm trying to close out uh, 2023 and trying to uh, shift uh, more of the focus on 2024. Uh, so kind of doing both. Um and also, we're we're in transition, so we're we're transitioning from NEIA to NCAA Division three. So that's also getting the getting the word out and uh, um, recruiting on that front as well. So it's a uh, it's busy time of year, uh, but it's a positive time. I already have seven commits, and I've got uh, I'd say four to five more in the pipeline who are pretty close. So wow! So when do you guys start competing officially as Division three? So next fall will be official, our first oh. official Division Three season. So okay. this has been a kind of a transition year. Okay. All right. Well, good luck with that. Um, so in your recruiting, um, are there kind of tournaments or places that are kind of must hit on your list each year for, for making the those recruiting visits? Yeah, I'd say probably the number one uh, area is going to be the whole Dallas Metroplex uh, area just because of the volume of players and the caliber of players. Um, another one I like um, is uh, Memphis, Tennessee, just because I, I see that kind of as a future growth uh, market uh, and its proximity only about two and a half hours away. Um, and then uh, by the third one uh, is probably the St. Louis area. So Okay. Now in terms of Recruiting, do you guys do any camps or do you or your staff work any camps or is that part of your recruiting philosophy at all? Uh, we, we do mostly ID camps. Um, we do about three a year. Uh, and then sometimes there's certain showcases that have little camp components uh, attached to it. Uh, and sometimes we'll, we'll uh, put our name in the to, to run part of the clinic or the camp part. Okay. Well, it, when you're recruiting, do you spend much time talking to high school coaches, club coaches? Does that factor in to, to your recruiting at all? Absolutely. Um, so I just did a, a local Arkansas uh, high school tournament 
uh, and I was able to connect directly with a couple of the coaches uh, and then also use that. And though that were, wasn't able to meet with directly, I got I got their contact information and was able to set up a relationship with them. Uh, so that's that's ongoing right now. Uh, but yeah, we make connections with uh, with coaches and uh, kind of a lot of them want to know your your coaching philosophy and your 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 school's uh, attributes. And so we get that out there, and they they can also help out match up good prospects with with the school's attributes. Yeah, no, that make that makes a lot of sense. Well, whether it's at a at an event or a tournament or anything you're looking at, what is your kind of hierarchy of things you're looking for in a player, whether that's on the field attributes or off the field stuff? Uh, yeah, good question. One of, one of the first things I, I look for uh, is how productive their first touch is. So when the bird, ball first comes to them, what are, what what are they doing with it? Um, and the more productive their first touch is. Uh, obviously, the more uh, I'm interested, and sometimes it doesn't require um, fancy display. It's just very, I'll take purposeful over over fancy. Um, and then I like players that uh, are trying to have uh, an impact right away on, on the play around them. So, for example, uh, they'll pass the ball, but immediately move off the ball to be part of the maybe second pass uh, or supporting if if they get in trouble so their 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 mind is engaged um, it's amazing to me how many players will just pass the ball and then just go flat-footed and watch uh, and I want the player that even if they're not the most skilled player out there uh, they're trying to be part of the solution so those are some of the things I look for uh, and then as far as character um, I think players need to remember that we're always looking at attitude on the field so for example if I see a player um, just get very negative and critical over a, a, a trivial, debatable call by the referee um, early in the game. Is that that just that negativity shines through? And, and as coaches, we think about: Do I want to live with that for four years? Uh, so, yeah, I uh, you're not the first person to <laughs> to mention something like that uh, that I've talked to. So that that's good. Um, it, when you hear from players that are, that are interested in your program, is there something that you really like to see or, or not like to see in the, those communications that you get from players? Uh, I, I like to see that, um, they've kind of done some, some research, uh, and they, and they themselves have reasons why they're, they're considering your, your college. Uh, it may be, uh, it may be the location. Uh, maybe they're looking for to get out of a very dense inner city environment and they're looking at uh, Lyon because we're in a kind of a attractive scenic area. Um, so I, I like the fact that they've done some, some research. Um, and I also like, uh, like it when they, they share that they, um, they, they want to compete. Um, they don't want to deal with all the drama. Uh, they're looking for a place where they can just uh, compete, be positive, and look to get better. Uh, so when they communicate anything about coachability, uh, they don't pretend to know it all, and they're just, just trying to get get better and be surrounded with uh, teammates uh, that want to get better and looking for coaching that, that looks to develop players. That's music to my ears. No, that, that, that's great. 
Um, well, let's learn a little bit more about the school. I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there maybe aren't familiar with Lyon uh, in Arkansas, especially folks down near me in Florida. They probably <laughs> aren't familiar at all. So what are some of the awesome things about Lyon that you could tell us that maybe I won't find just by clicking around the website? Yeah, well, um, Lyon is kind of a, more of a – our reputation is regional and it's good. But, like, once you get out of the uh, – the neighboring states, uh, it's kind of like a, a hidden little secret. Uh, but one of, the, one of the things we're known for is you get uh, a high quality degree. Um, what I mean by that is if you're looking to go into graduate school, we, we have uh, very high acceptance rates into graduate school. For example, uh, our acceptance rate into medical school is double the national average. Um, so all the regional law schools, medical schools, physical therapy schools, they have a high uh, regard for Lyon College graduates because they know they're getting a pretty rigorous academic uh, experience. Um, I also like to say that Lyon College is for those that want to, uh, especially student athletes, they want to live life to the fullest and they want to get a big bite out of uh, their athletic experience and they want to get a big bite out of their academic. Uh, and we we uh, kind of feed that on both sides, uh, which is one reason why I, one reason we have uh, two thirds of our student body are student athletes. Uh, and then we have, uh, we have uh, the highest paid graduates in the state of Arkansas as well, because uh, they go out and they're, they want to su succeed in their, in their professional life as well. So. Okay. No, that's awesome. Well, with that academic rigor and the rigor of being an athlete, um, how do your players kind of balance those demands of of school and sport? And what kind of support systems does the school have in place to help them with that? Yeah, good question. Um, well, first of all, I think we naturally tend to draw students that are going to be um, on the cutting edge of uh, time management. Um, and so they, they, they come in pretty well organized. Um, and they can handle both pretty well. But if they don't, one thing I've been impressed with Lyon, I've been there for seven years now, um, and this is my third college experience. Uh, Lyon probably has the best academic support structure I've seen. Um, and it's both uh, tailored to specific classes. So for example, chemistry, for whatever reasons, tends to give uh, a lot of students a lot of trouble. Well, they've got uh, tutoring sessions set up just for that chemistry class where the tutor knows exactly what's coming up next week in the class and in the quiz or and in the exam in two weeks. And they help students uh, succeed in, in preparing for that. Uh, and it's so tailored that maybe after six weeks of tutoring, the tutor says, you know what, you have, you're getting it. At this point, we, we can reduce it. We're only going to meet once a week. Uh, and then they, they may actually graduate from the tutoring and say, hey, you don't need this anymore. Uh, so I'm very impressed uh, with that and how, how specific and how um, targeted it is for each student, where they're at, where they're at academically and where, uh, what classes are giving them trouble. Okay. Well, can you walk me through what a typical week during the season looks like for a player in terms of, you know, winter classes, meals, practice times, what's the game cadence and, and travel look like, that sort of thing? Yeah. So 
Um, at line, most of the, which is not, not unusual, most of the classes will take place between uh, 8 a.m. and uh, 4 p.m. And then line tries to set aside 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. for practice time. Uh, so most of the practices will be a, a two-hour time slot within there. It could be 4.30 to 6.30. Um, for example, and I believe as a as a coach that if I can't get my session done in two hours, the problem at that point is not on the players, it's on me. I need to go back to the drawing board. So I don't have these marathon three hour, three and a half hour practice sessions. Um, and then our, our game cadence is uh, usually Tuesday and Saturday or Wednesday and Saturday. Um, and then in division three, what I've noticed is every now and then, if there's two like uh, away games uh, in a neighboring area, they'll do like a Friday and Sunday, uh, so that you that on one trip you can get two of those more distant schools. So, kind um, kind of nice, and just got to plan accordingly as far as uh, fitness and endurance. Uh, it's part of the, part of the game. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the team, the soccer side of things. Is is there a roster size that you try to hit each year that you find is ideal? Uh, right now, realistically, I'm I'm uh, targeting a roster size of 24 to 26. Um, and that enables uh, us to have a full 11 on 11 uh, scrimmage at the end of at practices. Uh, lately, I've been lately my roster has been about 20. Uh, and I'm trying to, to, to grow that uh, each each uh, each recruiting cycle. Uh, so, but then we're in some ways we're we're the victim of our own success. I I, I tend to graduate uh, my players, and so you know they're they're moving through, and so we have to replace those uh, as well. So, yeah. Well, in terms of your roster size how much of that is made up of staff you know there's obviously you're the head coach there but do you have other staff that, that work for you and if so what kind of roles do they play um like the, the roster size i was talking about is is, is players yeah, um, yeah sorry and yeah. then uh as far as far as staff we are uh looking I, I did have an assistant coach during the season um uh resigned after the end of the season's moving back into the coaching scene um at the high school level so we're, we're we'll be hiring uh, an assistant coach for um for next year and really i'm looking for someone that's going to be um working right alongside with me uh, I, I want them to have a, a big uh, role as far as uh practices uh so they may they may run an entire session and i may be working with the goalkeeper or, or vice versa um, and obviously they in college, they have to help with the whole recruiting um, load as well. But yeah, I want I want someone that's going to be just kind of just like me, jumping in with both both feet and uh, getting involved as uh, uh, as much as, uh, as possible. So okay, well, how would you describe your style of coaching and your team style of play? Yeah, uh, well, it's one of those where I've got to be realistic. Uh, so I'm not coaching uh, the national team, or I'm not coaching a. Uh, uh, a big time division one program. Uh, and I say that because when you, when, if you are in one of those settings, you can kind of recruit the attributes specifically that you want uh, for your style of play. I'm not in that boat. So I, I try to be more pragmatic and I try to adapt my style of play uh, to the talent I have on hand. Um, so I, I'm trying to set the players up for success that I, I have on, on any given year. Um, 
to uh, to to be competitive on the field, and sometimes that's also based on uh, what we're playing against um, to, to help us keep us in the game. Now, as far as my tendencies, I mean, I like the um, intelligent, purposeful, uh, a lot of um, short passes and attacking the gaps. Uh, I love it when players can can split two defenders or or, or they're on the two two teammates on the same page, one making the run and another one hitting uh, the space behind uh, the defensive line, for example. I kind of like that incisive, um, intentional play uh, and finding the even the small openings. Because uh, I find if you can if you can exploit even small openings, you, you're going to be effective against uh, against most teams. So it's kind of like the French uh, French style. I kind of you know I, that kind of surfaces in my my preferences. Uh, but at the same time, I've, I've been in games where um, I've recognized that the long ball they're pressing up so high that they're exposing 35 yards behind them. Uh, so sometimes you get speed on the wing and get a long ball behind it, and you can exploit that as well. So I'm trying to try to be realistic as well. Okay. Well, you and I are talking here in March, so it's the the off season. Um, what does your typical off season look like from you know January through through the time the kids get out of school? Yeah, and that's been one of the new realities with uh, transition to Division Three, is that in the off season the the coach has to take a back seat uh, and is not allowed to uh, be running sessions, uh, especially early on. And so the the team uh, and especially the the captains kind of take the the steering wheel, and it's all voluntary, but they can. They can set up um, some practice sessions um, for the team uh, and, you know, workouts and stuff like that, uh, which has been neat to see my my players and my captains uh, take that uh, really to heart um, and really stepping it up. And you get to see who 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 really is, uh, you know, committed and wants, wants to, to play soccer uh, and wants to – use the off season to uh, sharpen the, I always say you, you work on two fronts to really get better is you make your weaknesses stronger and you make your strengths even stronger. Uh, and so the things that they're, they're working on. And then here in, uh, in a couple of weeks here, uh, the latter half of March, I get to jump back in and start running some sessions. Um, so that's, we're in that period. And then we'll have a, a spring round robin uh, game games in, uh, in April, so kind okay. of give us a, a a target to work for, and how how sharp are we going to look uh, come that come that game and those games in April? Okay, well we've covered a lot of ground, talked about a lot of different things, and uh, I'm going to leave you with one last question, and that is if there was one nugget of information, piece of advice, something that you want to make sure every high school prospective college player or their parents knew or, or you think should know about the college recruiting process, what would that be? Wow, uh, good question. I would uh, – one thing I guess I would, I would say is to um, see, see the process as, um, as somewhat – player driven uh and by that i mean that they they have to uh, even the parents can be involved as far as giving advice uh 
come up with some priorities. What are they looking for in their college experience? Um, and try to be granular, like, uh, you know, as far as the location. Uh, I've I've been known to say, and I lived it as a college uh, soccer player myself, is um, location is more important than distance. Um, so some some players and parents only use the distance factor. We want to school within 45 minutes. Well, there may be a, a college university that doesn't fit that distance criteria, but, but it fits everything else. Um, and then um, be, be proactive as far as once you figure out some of the attributes you're looking for, and that could be even include, do I get along with this? When I, when I met this coach, do I get along with this coach? Do I, does his coaching style, does, does, does his personality echo positively with me? Um, and to use that as well. Don't just say, okay, I've got, I, I meet all the criteria, but I've got these red flags as far as fitting in with this team. Uh, usually those red flags will come back to haunt you um, and they'll come back to haunt the coach as well. So for me, I'd much rather them do their homework and say, you know what, this is a good good fit for me and there's no red flags in this in this scenario. Um, and I've sometimes in the recruiting process, uh, there's a lot of players that, you know, ended up not going to line, which is absolutely fine. Uh, but what breaks my heart sometimes is I, 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 I'm aware of where they're going and I see the red flags. And then a year and a half later, uh, and usually it's through a, a dad at a showcase, I find out how, how badly it went. Uh, and I just feel bad for them that, you know, that they experienced that for, for a year and a half and then you could kind of see it coming. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, coach, wish you the best of luck in this uh, next fall, your first D3 season. Hopefully everything goes well and uh, should be great to, to have you as a former D3 player myself. Uh, I love it and, and hope that all your girls will as well. Uh, so best of luck. And if you ever get down to Bradenton, Florida area for any of your recruiting, give me a shout. We'll grab a cup of coffee. All right. Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. And yeah, we'll definitely uh, try to keep in touch. Sounds good. Thanks, coach. All right. Thank you.